We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions, a Q&A-style show covering whatever our subscribers feel like hearing about. And it's presented by Macadoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits. Now in Kansas City, the latest episode of 21 Questions begins now. Welcome to another edition of 21 Questions brought to you by Macadoodles. Our friends at Macadoodles, they're the best. Anytime you need a beer, some wine, a spirit, any kind of beverage really, you've got to find your way to a Macadoodles. If you're in the Kansas City area, the new Storley Summit is open now. I'm so excited to come back to Kansas City next week for the NFL Draft just so I can go. Really, like that's probably even more so than the draft. I'd rather just go hang out with our guys over at Macadoodles. So, we appreciate them as always. Thank you guys so much. And anyone that goes and shows them support, we love you too. So now I am joined by the one, the only Jordan Foote as we are going through 21 questions. Now, what is 21 questions? Glad you asked, Jordan. This is the show where you guys ask us questions of any kind, anything that you want, and we have to answer them. All of these questions today are being pulled from the KCSN Discord. If you want to be able to ask questions in the future, just make sure you go to kcsn.substack.com, subscribe. You will then get an email with directions how to get into the Discord, and then boom, fire away all the questions you want. Jordan, first of all, before I get going, I'm just kind of like going off here. I'm doing a Kent monologue to start the show, not letting you talk. So how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm uh, excited to come back on. I feel like we've done 21 questions a few times now. Me and Kent have done one. Me and Tuck did one. Um, I, I'm a little partial because this is the one I've done the most, but I think the the Jordan Maddie 21 questions usually goes pretty well. No, these are good. Like, see, here's the thing. People don't know when we record these shows. I, I'm not on 21 questions very often because these everybody else has to record at night. And being on the East Coast, God, it's so hard to record late at night. So, like, you know, when me and you do it, or if I do it with Tuck, we can sometimes do it during the day, and it makes it a lot better. But all right, let's cook through some of these guys. I, everyone, I assume there's going to be a lot of draft questions. A lot of these stuffs have been probably touched on a little bit in other shows recently, so we might be able to fly through a couple of these. We're starting with Grayson and Jasper. Jalen Hyatt at 31, Will McDonald at 31, Isaiah Foskey at 63, or Blake Freeland at 63. Rank them from most upset. Okay, so out of those, Jalen Hyatt at pick 31, Will McDonald at pick 31, Foskey at 63, 
Blake Freeland at 63. Give me your rundown of which of those would make you the happiest to the saddest. I think the best pick is Foskey at 63, which is ironic because like both of us have talked about how we aren't huge <laughs> Foskey guys and like we don't really care right. for him. But at 63, the value is good. Like if you're getting 90% of George Karloftis around later, that's okay. So like I think that's fine. I think then second, probably Hyatt at 31. Like I don't like Hyatt much either, but he does give the Chiefs something they don't already have directly. He's an okay player. Um, I know that's not like a, a ringing endorsement of a, a first-round pick. Uh, then Will McDonald at 31. Again, not a huge fan of him. Then Freeland. Like, I like Freeland. I like that he's a BYU guy. The Chiefs clearly will like that he's a BYU guy. Um, but he just needs too much work, I think, to be ready right now to play. You can maybe get somehow if a Jalen Duncan was there. I'm not sure if he gets that far, but... Freeland's more of a round three pick, I think. So my order would be Foskey, Hyatt, McDonald, Freeland. Yeah, I think I'm in the exact same boat. Um, I kind of have Hyatt and McDonald maybe tied. I really, Will McDonald's not my favorite type of player, but I can convince myself that the athletic traits are there, that if he somehow learns to add weight, which he hasn't done in five years at Iowa State, and he somehow gets more pass rush moves, which he somehow hasn't done in five years at Iowa State, that there's something there with his athleticism. So like I could bring him up a little bit closer to Hyatt like they're neck and neck for me but it's definitely Foskey at 63 is the best then it's a Hyatt McDonald and Freeland is a distant distant at pick in round two I don't even like him in round three I don't I don't think break Blake Freeland is going to survive in the NFL if I'm being honest um Grayson also asked who do you think has a better chance of making the roster Justin Ross or Richie James I want to hear your take on this like I have a pretty clear answer but I'm interested to see what you think uh, it's Richie James to me, pretty comfortably. Like the odds to make the roster is Richie James because, well, Brett Veach talked about his punt return ability, and Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy. Getting him off punt returns probably smart. Um, Sky Moore struggles with punt returns. Probably don't want him to be your punt returner. So like Richie James immediately has a role. He's also played a lot of special teams rep reps, not as a returner throughout his career. So he's got, I think, an easier pathway to make the roster. And what's it, if the question was who has a better chance of being a 750-yard receiver in this offense, I would say Ross. It's really low, but I would pick Ross having some kind of random breakout year that all of a sudden he gets back to his freshman year at Clemson movement ability and health-wise, but just making the roster is Richie James. Yeah, I think I jive with that. Like, the Chiefs need his skill set more, I think, like, generally on the team than they need Justin Ross. And it's not like... It's weird, and we talked about the uh, Watson contract and how like the details came out immediately versus Richie James. People weren't reporting it. Like It kind of decreased potentially his chances of making the team. That could be true, but like Justin Ross hasn't shown anything yet. And I think someone brought up in the Discord, um, there were, you know, Cornell Powell was getting hype in the past. Like the Chiefs, until you actually do something, it's hard to completely buy in. Um, so I think it's going to be Richie James. It's... It's not to discount Ross, but it's got to be him. Yep, I'm with you. Um, okay, here's a we can make this pretty quick. Um, Barv ninety three asks if Sky was coming out in this year's wide receiver class, where would you rank him? That's a tough one, man. Obviously, behind JSN, behind Q, behind Addison, behind Zay, behind Hyatt, behind he'd be right there with like Mims and Josh Downs. For me, I think, like, he'd okay. be top 10. I just don't know exactly where in that last half of the 10 he'd be. I liked him. Um, the rookie year didn't help a ton, but I think still, like, blind 
asking you last year today or whatever, it'd probably be later top 10. Um, I have like my numbers and my rankings on this directly. So he would be right there as wide receiver five and he would be in the group with the top four for me. Um, he would be closer to them than Jalen Hyatt or Jonathan Mingo, which would be my next year down after the top four. So wide receiver five for me right there. I don't tell everybody this is a secret. I have Jackson Smith and Jigba as my wide receiver four. Uh, Sky Moore would be right there on his heels. Um, so like that's, I think he belonged in that group coming out. I do wonder if I maybe didn't give enough full credit to the fact that he ran a rather limited route tree coming out, and maybe yeah. that's pulling the, the slow build in the NFL. So maybe a slow first season should have been expected to see where the upside goes. But like, if I ignore what happened as a rookie, yeah, he's right there with the top four guys for me, probably slotting in as wide receiver five, but still right there with them. Yeah. Oh, man, getting a lot of these. Would you rather... The Chiefs take Keon White or Tommy Adebore at pick 31? I think, gosh, that's a tough one. I don't like Keon. I don't think anyone really is a huge fan of Keon White right now. The profile, the player, the age. Tommy Adebore, I butcher it every time. Adebore or Adebore or Adebore, how do you pronounce it? Adebore. Adebore. See, exactly. Adebore. I'm just going to call him Tommy, and people are going to know who I'm talking about. Um, Tommy's intriguing. Um, he has the athletic upside, like he tested well. Um, I just think White maybe gives you, do I even want to say a higher floor, like in year one for the Chiefs' purposes? I, I don't know. This is like choosing between the lesser of two evils, I guess, at 31. Um, Tommy's a fun prospect later than 31. Keon White, more of a round two, round three player. So I'm going to say Tommy... Don't love either one. I go back and forth a lot with this. Just I, and I just read it, but I'm just thinking about it now. Um, on the surface, like I don't see the upside for Tommy to say that there's like he's ever going to live up to pick 31, right? Like sure. there, there's a lot of athleticism there, but he doesn't translate it well to the field, except for when he's in lined inside as a three tech. And same thing I have an issue with Kalaja Kansi. You can't be a 280-pound three-tech. And, like, yeah. the only guy that does that is Aaron Donald. And, like, I'm not going to let somebody convince me that Aaron Donald ever happening. So I might have to say Keon White. I don't – he's got a little bit more of a pathway to live up to pick 31. He's got more of a pathway, I think, to become, like, a really good NFL defensive end. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think there's more of a pathway. And, like, I, I guess he won't fail. At worst case scenario, he's going to go sit out there at the end and eat up snaps and be a run defender. So I think Keon White, but boy, I really wouldn't like it. And so Squinto asked, name three round one facepalm decisions the Chiefs could make, not including a running back to make it interesting. Okay, Keon White is number one. Yep. Jalen Hyatt's going to be a number two for me, I think. Um, No, 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 take that back. Jalen Hyatt's not a facepalm. So no, I, I removed that. Dewan Jones... Keon White and I'm trying to think. I'm looking through my boards right now. I think those are the two big ones. Um, do you have your three, or do you need me to keep buying time with size? I, I think Keon Keon's one of mine. Um, I think reaching for a tight end like a Sam Laporta that like clearly isn't in that oh, top yeah, tier be would be one. And then probably a Josh Downs. Like, I don't think he goes round one, but there has been some hype of, from certain aspects and areas of Twitter that, like, people love him. 
I don't think the Chiefs do. I don't think NFL teams necessarily do. But if they did, that'd be a massive, like, what are you doing, buddy, type situation. Yeah, so I'll go Keon White, Dewan Jones. I really like the Josh Downs one. I think that's a really good one, actually, to to add on there. Uh, I'll go Cedric Tillman, uh, wide receiver at Tennessee. Okay. It's not even that I dislike him. I just think you're wildly overdrafting a guy because a lot of the other wide receivers are small. Uh, I think it's really it. There's no chance in the world that he should be around one pick to me. And the no. only reason that we're even talking about it is because everybody else is tiny. So he would be up there. Um, yeah. All right. Z and Dara. Assume you were in the middle of the crowd on draft night in round one and the Chiefs are on the clock. Would you rather not be spoiled and find out the pick live in real time or go to Twitter and find out the pick ahead of time but watch everybody else's live reactions to the pick? It's like being the moment 100% of the time, I think. Like, yeah, being on Twitter, and this is even when I'm watching like the NBA draft or whatever, no matter what it is, it's got to be, I don't like spoiling it. And like when I stream games or whatever for any sport, I hate that like I'm a little bit behind, 10 seconds behind, and I can see what's happening on Twitter. Um, I, I'm not a fan of getting spoiled before it happens. So if you're not at the draft, you're just watching on TV with your buddies or whatever, you're not looking on Twitter to see the no. mix. No. You're just up. You're literally time traveling and operating seven minutes behind everybody else. Uh, not seven minutes, but probably like 15 seconds. Yeah, I think. Oh, no. I think Twitter picks come out a lot early. Like if you just follow on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I think I think you're a couple minutes behind if you're just going live. Um. If I was at the draft, I would be in the moment for sure, right? Like, if I'm at the draft, I'm going to be in the moment. Uh, we had the, we did our live watch along the draft last year, and we kind of, we started out at first trying not to spoil the picks, right? We tried to let the TV catch up, but when the TV could, you know, a lot of people were in the crowd, people were reading out picks, you could see people's reactions before the TV was even close, so we just had to start spoiling them then. So, like, if I'm at home or, like, when we're doing the KCS and draft show during the draft, We'll probably just end up uh, spoiling the picks and stuff. But yeah, at the draft, go ahead and live in the moment. And hey, we're going to live in the moment right after this ad. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, welcome back. We are here. We are still going through 21 questions. We got C-Bones has a good one here. Do we think that there is any... Okay, so do you think the Chiefs' interest in Zay Flowers is telling about how they feel about Sky more? I don't think so. I don't think they're mutually exclusive necessarily. Like, yeah, there's a bit of redundancy, I think, in the profiles of the player. And, like, they're going to go all smalls if they end up bringing in Zay minus MBS and Watson, I guess. But um, I think they believe in Sky. I don't think that a rookie year where he just didn't play, it, it said more about the Chiefs, I think, than him a little bit. Um, I think they believe in him. I don't think that just because they like Zay means they don't believe Sky can't be a guy. Like, I don't think he was going to be a wideout one anyway, no matter what. And I don't think bringing in Zay or uh, being interested in him necessarily rules him out as a, a top candidate. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. I think there's place for both of them to operate on the field at the same time. Um, they do have overlapping skill sets, but that's as long as you don't start to get three, four, and five guys. And hey, Kadarius Tony and Richie James, what's going on, guys? As long as you don't start having five guys with the same skill set, then it probably makes a little bit more sense. Um, oh, from Christian Gumminger himself, also known as K Goodell, in the Discord for putting on the amazing KCSN mock draft this year. Name one person on in KCSN that you would love to dunk a basketball on. I think. I don't want to say Tuck because Tuck is like, I don't want to say low-hanging fruit either because I don't want to make a shortened joke. I guess I'm just roasting Tucker today. Um, it's got to be Kent, dude, because like Kent claims that he's good at hooping, and like I just want to see the look on his face when I posterize him. I think that'd be the funniest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think everyone would choose Kent. Uh, like You can't choose BJ because his ankle's already blown up from trying to play basketball and some A-dudes. Craig's so tall and so nice. I don't want to dunk on Craig. Yeah. Tucker, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, I mean, Kent's like the obvious answer, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Christian also asked, if you could have any player from K-State in this year's draft, who are you picking? Uh, I'll answer first. If I'm taking away the round and it's just yeah. like, hey, I magically get that guy, then give me Felix Anudike Uzoma because he's going to find a role. He's going to mm. He is going to carve out at least some playing time on this team. If I'm locking into taking him in round one at pick 31, where I think you'd have to, I have a little bit more hesitation. I don't know if I've seen enough to say that I think he's worth this swing in round one. So then it gets a little bit trickier. Yeah, I think so too. Like I think Julius Brents is intriguing with the athletic profile and Deuce Vaughn maybe could help the offense in a very small capacity, but like Felix can actually eventually play starting reps. And if you take away the round, I don't think he's a round one prospect personally. I know that, I'm gonna get some people ticked off here. If he didn't go to K State, there wouldn't be as much buzz about the Chiefs. You know, it's one of those Kansas City connection type things. But with that said, um, he can definitely, I think, do some good things, and I think the profile would be the best out of all those guys. Okay. Um. From oh, we got the Patriots co GM in here dropping us some questions. Nick's at it. He says, "Have we secured a spot for a one on one basketball?" Uh, I tried to find an Airbnb. With the basketball court, unfortunately, there is not one of those downtown in Kansas City. It's hard to find an Airbnb that has a basketball court, so Kent has escaped another day. Um, from Arrow, 
any free agents that are out there that still would be intriguing to you for the Chiefs to add, Jordan? Um, I think it's tough without having people that, like, you want to say Jarek McKinnon, you want to say Frank Clark, you want to say Carlos Dunlap. Um, this is me stalling while I look up the NFL free agent class. Like, that's okay, I got you. Right Shelby now. Harris, okay. defensive tackle. That's a good was, one. Uh, released from the Seahawks. Him or Al Woods. I think Al Woods is still a free agent. Just nose tackles, right? There's a couple nose tackles yeah. still out there. I would add one of those guys so you don't feel pressured if you don't get one of the draft. Is I don't think Melvin Ingram is fair. Yannick Ngakwe doesn't fit what the Chiefs have wanted and liked in defensive ends, but like, I think there's still enough left in the tank there. I'm 99.9% sure he's still out there. Um, That's my default, I think. Steve Gray says, if offensive tackle, defensive end, and wide receiver are the first three picks, what order would make the most sense given our roster and depth of those positions in this class? This could be an entire podcast by itself, Steve. So like, I'll give you my quick answer. I think you're going to miss out on the offensive tackles that I think are worth going in round one. The top five guys, I don't need to name them all. I think we've been over there. We'll be gone. Uh, at defensive end, same thing. The top five guys will be gone. So at both those positions, I think you're picking for sure out of the second tiers of guys. And to me, that's not it's not worth it to go to the second tier of those groups. At wide receiver, there's still a chance that you're getting one of the top tier, one of the top four wide receivers in this class at pick 31. And I don't like the depth behind them. So I go wide receiver in round one. Probably the best value at defensive end in round two. I think there's some spags type defensive ends that could slide to the end of round two. We talked about FAU, maybe a Derek Hall, Isaiah Foskey. Like there's a handful of guys that could go at the end of round two. You're a little lacking in offensive tackle, but I have a couple round three tackles that I just like their projections. Like that's the that's the route I would go. Yep. I if you would have asked me before and like I answered first, it would have been pretty much the same. So I'm not gonna regurgitate what you said. I think that order makes pretty good sense. Perfect. Um, Grayson asks, when do we get our 10 picks for each draft? I think Grayson's referencing the guy, people that work on the KCS and draft guide. We do what's called the draft draft, and we all take, we draft players that we think the Chiefs will take to see who wins. Last year, I won for the second time, the only two-time winner, just like the current iteration of the Chiefs are two-time world champions. I won last year. Um, we will do that again sometime. I don't know if we're going to get it into a podcast. We might just talk about it on the live draft show, but we will get that done before the draft show. Um, Lee 87, I do see your question about interviewing, uh, that you asked in here. I'm going to save that for another day when it's hopefully BJ will be on here. Cause I think BJ yeah. might have the best answer to that question. My answer would be like, I'm really bad at this interview right now. I just want to be a scout for you guys instead. I don't want the pressure of being, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to your question next week. Um, from Owen, do you think the chiefs are more likely to trade up? Pick at 31 or trade out of the first round altogether. And if they trade up, who are they picking, Jordan? I think if they trade up, you're looking at a wide receiver. You're looking at a Zay Flowers. You're looking at a Quentin Johnston. If they trade up, I think also an offensive tackle makes a lot of sense for them. Um, I do think they're not trading out. I, I believe that Brett Veach has the okay to, like he's physically allowed to do it, and it's not going to cost him his job, even with the drafting KC. But I don't think it's going to happen. So like I put like a 5% chance maybe on trading back. Um, I think that they're more likely to trade up than trade back by a considerable margin. I don't think it's even close. I think they're going to stay put. Um, I'm getting more and more towards the trade up thing, especially after hearing Veach. Like Veach, you know, he's good at not saying anything. And like that part, though, I was like, huh, okay, well, he's put some thought into this. So I'm going to go trade up. Um, but 
the most likely thing, I think they're just going to stay at 31. I, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with Jordan. I don't think they trade up or trade back. I'm sorry. I, I know Brett Veach kind of tried to walk it back and make it seem like trading back was an option, but even his rationale of, oh, you'll just have more fun watching the draft on Friday. Like, that's not a great sales pitch to say like, hey, this is why we should trade back. So I, I don't believe in a trade back. I think it, the odds of them trading up, I don't want to say are going up because like, why would anything change this far out from the draft? I do think they have identified, much like Brett Veach has said, a couple players in certain scenarios that they think might fall, and they'd be very willing to trade up for those guys. So if those mm-hmm. situations occur, I think you'll see a trade up. This sounds very cliche and like, you know, riding the fence line to say, but like if a Zay Flowers is falling a little bit, because I think honestly, most people expect him to go in the team somewhere. If Broderick Jones, for whatever reason, starts to fall, like, you know, and you're getting an idea, these guys that were coming into visits late in the process that maybe are going a little higher. If certain guys like that are falling, you might see them want to make a trade up to go ahead and snag them. Um, but if not, I mean, picking at 31 is most likely, but I would have trading up as a heavy, heavy uh, second and then trading out. It's not happening. We're going to get to the rest of your questions right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. All oh, buddy, we're back. We're in the home stretch, oh, yeah. not of just 21 questions, but of waiting for the NFL draft that is coming to Kansas City. Just a quick reminder, we at KCSN will be live during every single second of the draft. Make sure you tune. First of all, you can come out and hang out with us. We're going to be at uh, the pizza bar down uh, in Power Light Thursday night. And we'll be at no other pub down there the next two nights. Sunday after the draft out at Holiday Distillery. Big party happening. Oh, Everyone's yeah. going to be there. Everybody you know is going to be there. Um, so, yeah, come and hang out with us during the draft. Or listen to us. Watch us on YouTube during it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, this is the one time I'm going to brag about like the stuff that we do. I think we do a really good job for Chiefs fans covering the draft because we're going to talk about a lot of players throughout the entire day when it gets the whole thing's going to be slanted towards the Chiefs picks, but we're not on TV time. We don't need commercials. We don't have to spend 58 minutes talking just about the quarterbacks for the entire start of the draft, right? So, like, you know, it, it's a good time. Um, we got a couple questions here left. Nick, or uh, sorry, Mike Denny asks, do you think Veach has done a good enough job filling needs in free agency that he can mostly go BPA, best player available for those keeping track at home, in the draft now? I think it's a twofold answer. Like, yes, they have like done a spin zone with the wide receiver room, and I genuinely think they like, for the most part, what they have. The upside of the group is good, but that doesn't mean they can neglect the position. With that said, 
if it's pick 31 and they have a better player they like later on, like an A.T. Perry or, you know, a Jonathan Mingo that they think he's going to fall someone in a round two, round three, round four, they can still address the position. So at 31, I think hitting last year on draft picks, also hitting on free agents this year that they need, they don't have a glaring, glaring, oh my God, this guy is falling position. Now, with that said, we've done the cheeseburger scale at wide receiver. It's pretty bad. Um, but if a good player and good value falls at 31, I think technically they can afford to go BPA. I I agree with that. I think they can look in the mirror and say, hey, we can survive with this wide receiver room going into the season. Um, the problem is as soon as Kadarius Tony gets hurt, which unfortunately is quite possible that no long, you no longer have that leg to stand on, especially because so much of what they've said this entire time has been about Tony being one of like the leading guys there. If you lose that, now all of a sudden your wide receiver room's looking real thin. So I I don't know if I feel like they've done I don't feel like they've done enough at the wide receiver position. I think they feel like they've done enough that they can survive. But again, I don't think they feel like they've done enough that they are good going into the draft. Um and that that's about the only position I think that probably is really up in the air. Besides nose tackle, but like we're not gonna panic about nose tackles. Uh, Jerry, oh, Brandon W. asks, all these people with their uh, GM names in the Discord are throwing me off. Brandon W. asks, what are you most looking forward to next week with the draft? I'm going to go first. I don't get to come back to Kansas City a ton. I can do it a couple times a year. Um, It's always fun to just come back and see family, but then friends, all these guys at KCSN that I don't get to see in person a ton. So just, just hanging out. Like, the draft stuff is fun at all, but when I come back in, I get an Airbnb and, like, Craig and a couple of our other friends might be staying there for a little bit or stuff like that. I just hang out with those guys before or after the draft and just talking, you know, football life, stuff like that that we don't always get to. A person's a lot of fun. It's like just seeing the people that I don't get to see all the time is always the answer for me. Yeah, no, that's definitely my answer, number one. Number two, I actually get to go to it. The SI site it got me down there. That's going to be, man, wild, like, navigating through the traffic, both on foot and in vehicle, but... Like, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be insane. It's going to be busy. It's maybe a once-in-a-lifetime type thing. Like, hopefully they do come back at some point, but um, I'm stoked for that, too. Andy Nagel, what player that has a reasonable chance to be available at 31 helps Kansas City the most this upcoming year and moving forward? Define reasonable, Maddie, because Zay Flowers ain't going to be there. Like, you can reason that Zay Flowers is going to be there. Um, okay, I'll say Zay Flowers is is it reasonable to be there at 31, but I, yeah. I will use this. You know how I mean Jordan Addison's my wide receiver one, but I think yeah. it's reasonable to think he'll be there because we're kind of looking okay. at Addison's biggest hot range is what maybe the Giants, the Bills, unless somebody before that. Like that seems to be the range that most people have him going in. A lot of people see him as a late first, early second type guy. So I'm gonna take Jordan Addison because immediate reliability and consistency at the wide receiver position. He's the best separator versus zone and man in this class. Not like JSN's great versus zone. I have questions versus man coverage at the NFL level. I think Addison will routinely be able to get open. He can play at all three levels, inside, outside. He can do everything, and that allows you to move other wide receivers around as you see fit. So that's where he helps going forward. That consistency on day one, I think he helps yeah. the most, in my opinion, you know, of all those spots. Yeah, and people want to bring up the weight with Addison. Like, I'm not going to be like anti- weight criticism for prospects anti like analytics like the numbers even show it and like watch the tape like it's not a major issue for him and i think you said in the discord like compared to even a jsn or guys later in the class it doesn't show up that much like he is innovative enough he's creative enough he's consistent enough he's reliable enough his leverage is good 
He understands how to find soft spots in zone. He wins versus man pretty damn routinely. Um, I think Q has the upside to help more long-term, but in the short term, he just can't do as much, I think, as Addison right now. So I'll split the difference and go with him. All right, final question here from Connor. What are our personal favorite day two, early day three running backs and wide receivers? Um, is in the in in running back wide receiver in that range you would predict the Chiefs will draft? Okay, whoa, that was some grammar there that I had to fight through. You're all good. Day two, early day three running backs and wide receivers that you would like for the Chiefs to take. Man, I think I'm just gonna list. Oh, this is some a prediction. Guys. I'm sorry, you're predicting, not guys you like. These are the guys, the running backs, Ooh. wide receivers, and late day two, early day three. You think the Chiefs would take? That's even tougher because, like, I can go off my guys that I like a ton, and like you think, and me and you overlap a lot. In a lot of our guys are just naturally better fits for the Chiefs because that's what we think about more often, right? But yeah. I think wide receiver wise, I kind of like Ronnie Bell. And he seems like a, a later guy that the Chiefs, he has a high floor. I think he's just a really intelligent player and he understands how to get open and can consistently do it. Um, I like Parker Washington from Penn State. I think me and Kent share that. Not yeah. sure the Chiefs want him, though. He's another small. Um, running back-wise, you can really take your pick. Like, he could be an Eric Gray. It could be a, a Sean Tucker if he falls a little bit. I think I mocked him. Um, earlier on Friday, I'm going to list those guys predicting what they're going to do a whole lot harder than predicting what you think, you know, you would do. Uh, yeah, I'm, actually, I agree with Parker Washington. I think he's one that Chiefs might actually like. Um, if you're looking for a direct like Juju type replacement. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster played outside a ton for the Chiefs, and I don't think Parker Washington will do that. He's not as explosive and he's not as big. He's thick, 210, 15 pounds but he's a couple inches shorter than Juju, but similar skill set, right? So if you want to play him as a power slot, get a possession receiver over the middle of the field that'll block, work his tail off, create some yak, he makes a lot of sense in that range. Um, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State is actually another wide receiver, I think, that fits a ton. He's similar to the guys at the top, plays a little inside, a little outside, not the biggest guy, but 5'11", 190, good speed, has shown the ability to win at all three levels. So those are two receivers. Running back-wise, um, I'm a big Tank Bigsby fan. I think he yep. runs really well, good instincts, willing in pass protection, makes guys miss. Um, so he's one guy, Roshan Johnson, for essentially out of Texas, for essentially the exact same thing. And then uh, Trey McBride out of UAB is a running back that actually kind of had the best statistical performance in pass protection. It sounds like the Chiefs are interested in bringing Jarek McKinnon back, so maybe a pass-protecting running back won't be the biggest need. But I do think they need someone that can help take the load off of uh, Pacheco going forward. And if they can also protect as well in the passing game, I think that's a big bonus. So anybody else that jumps to you or are you all good, buddy? I think I'm all good, man. You covered pretty much anything else I had. Let's go. We have finished it. We have answered 21 questions. Count them up if you'd like or don't. We have answered full 21 questions. Thank you guys so much for asking them. We appreciate it. We are excited to see all of you next week as we get to the draft that is in Kansas City. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. 
KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.